What up, guys? This is Brian Jarrett Porter, your host. Invite the neighbors. Um, this is episode 16, uh, featuring Patrick Jonathan Ray of um, Seaholm. Uh, what other? Koopa, Koopa Kid. Um, Koopa Lad. Um, he's also one of the most memed men. 2019 uh he's an out of this world booking he's kind of like the head honcho there and he is uh the newest delivery driver for domino's pizza um so yeah if you want to see pat ray either come out to a show or just order a pizza from domino's um i'm sure you'll see him either way um yeah if if you if you care about yourself at all um turn this podcast off right now um don't listen to this episode uh it's stupid it's a bunch of meandering nonsense um no we talked about the booking process we actually had a pretty good conversation we talked about sea home a little bit um pat did a lot of impressions we went a little bit into the dogleg fan fiction uh (laughs) we had a live read from some of that um it was a really fun this is a long episode uh but i think it's one of the more entertaining ones um had a really good time with old patty ray so um enjoy thanks for listening great review um yeah that's that's all i got enjoy again blah 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 yeah that's cool to have a yeah. bar count in for a podcast interview um yeah if you want to just like pull that towards you there you go you want to talk into it Check. I would I would pull it down a little bit. Check. It, it the volume's fine. Check. Um, I, I kind of like it. Just all up in my space. Yeah, that that thing's janky as fuck. Hey, what are you doing Saturday? Your band won't play a show. This Saturday? Yeah. Uh, I'll ask Noah if he wants to. Okay. Yeah, I mean I'm down. Cool. What what show is it? Luther Fest. Oh really? Yeah. Well, if you can't do it, I'll do like a solo set. Okay. I think you might be looking more for full band. Okay. So ask Noah and then. All right. If not, I'll ask if you can make do with solo. Okay. Somebody drop or something? Yeah. Oh. Someone dropped. And then all the backups that he had could only do Friday, I guess, because it's a two day thing. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what time it would be? I can try to find out. Okay. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we're rolling, by the way. Oh. All those microphone, like all the mic stand mishaps and all cool, that shit. Awesome. So it just heard me, heard me booking a show yeah. live on air. Yeah, dude. Wow. Crazy. So you want to mainly focus on like the, the booking aspects of things? Yeah, we can, we can talk about, we can, we can talk about whatever. Um, <laughs> we can talk, I'm going to make sure to do all my slurping noises into the microphone. <laughs> I don't even have water. That's fine. I, I like we, to start off with a slurping noise to just like, I was going to say to set the video, but like I don't have video. Okay. Instead of the clap, I just do like. <laughs> uh, yeah, we can talk about whatever. We can talk about Out of This World. We can talk about Sea Home. We can talk about the fact that I work a corporate job at Domino's Pizza. Yeah, so you like, how, what is it like making pizzas in a corporate office? Uh, I, I, code, feel like it'd be, I code the pizzas. Oh, you code the I pizzas? Code the, I write code and then I press enter and all the. So like 3D printing? Yeah, it's like 3D printing, but with meat. Oh, wow. That's it's pretty. The future. That's pretty advanced. The future is pretty scary. Dude, I'm 
I'm kind of terrified. Just to tell you the truth. Just in general. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I was like talking to my dad the other day. This is usually how the podcast goes, oh, by the way. Fine. If you if you listen to it at all, this is usually it is. It sounds like I'm high all the time, which I'm not. Maybe ten percent of the time. Still illegal at the federal level. Yeah, and I like to honor that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was talking to my dad, and he's like, "Are you? When am I gonna have one of have some grandkids?" You know, I was like trying to have that conversation with me. And I was like, uh, as soon as someone puts a stop to AI, like, because I'm, I don't want, when we get world peace dad. Yeah. Right. I'm dude, I'm terrified. Cause like, I'm like one of those old people that's semi resistant to like technology and shit Ooh. to not like obnoxiously, but <laughs> running runs a podcast. I don't like the future. Right. 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 But like, I, I wouldn't be like, I hate seeing, uh, kids that are, they, they're raised on tablets and shit. Yeah. It like, is kind of scary. Yeah. Like their whole personality is like addicted to technology. It's funny because, uh, you know, Mike Higgins, right? Yeah. Shout out Mike Higgins. Uh, I don't know if this will even make it. Glad in, he's but, not here, but it's yeah, all good. Hate his guts. Uh, he, it's funny because he, in high school, like his family was like, you, you have like your, um, like little flip phone. Like he had like the better of the flip phones, I guess, but they're like, you, yeah, we'll get you an iPhone as like a graduation gift from high school. And then he's like, little sister who's like a freshman in high school already has an iphone what the <laughs> fuck <laughs> i did i didn't get any phone until i was like my parents were sh- like really shitty about it but i didn't get any phone until i was like 17 18 yeah i was that kid constantly borrowing everyone's cell phone to call my parents like they would always want me to call and check in they'll be like oh just use your friend's phones or whatever yeah I'm like dude i was very self-conscious about my first phone because it was an old phone my grandma had, and it was from Virgin Mobile. <laughs> and someone made fun of me when I was playing uh, Warhammer 40K at the Games Workshop in uh, that used to be in Novi. <laughs> like someone, like I was like playing a playing a game. Imagine being like a fucking like eleven year old. You're just trying to play like a tabletop RPG. Yeah, and like, or I guess it's not necessarily RPG. Tabletop um, war turn based simulator. And like some stranger comes like yo can I see your phone? And like turns to his friend. And he's like, this describes him and pointing out the word virgin. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, I barely even know what a direction is. Stop. Like, of course I'm a fucking virgin. <laughs> of course I'm a virgin. You're dude. We're in, we're playing Warhammer 40,000. <laughs> like, shut your mouth, man. Holy shit. Dude, I feel like the people who like make fun of people for being a virgin are the people who maybe had like one or two sexual experiences oh, yeah. and they went poorly. Yeah. Just but, go your own, go your own pace. But they're, they're planting that flag, though. Like I've seen a vagina or whatever, you know. And like that's that's go, like go out your own space. If you if you're not comfortable with doing sex, yeah, that's fine. You don't have doing to. the sex, you know. You don't. Have I to personally, do sex. I'm waiting till marriage. Yeah, I, I make sex at people though. I'm like, waiting for I, my second marriage. Actually. Your second marriage. <laughs> <laughs> the first one, your wife will leave you. The or, first one uh, will be a sham. But I'm currently in. Uh, I was telling this girl on Bubble that I'm locked in a uh currently the husband to a harem of about 12 women mm. and i have 20 i mean this is this is what i use bumble for i just try to see how weird i can get with and see who how long they act because i have no interest in actually dating any of these girls at all it's just kind of like one right of those yeah things. emotional connections is just kind of it's dude i don't really it's so fucking it. overrated like people ask me like what do you like how do you feel about things i'm like <laughs> right oh i i play guitar man (laughs) i just write songs yeah and hope that you know everyone just like oh that's sick dude yeah like uh 
you if you were on social media you should i would i would put like i'm one of the most heavily memed people in in the city of ann arbor you might be the most memed person Me? i feel like in ann yeah. arbor yeah it's I, fine because I, I think about like okay where where what subcultures are going to be doing the most memeing about themselves and probably diy music and then who is the it's, it's kind of this interesting um I discuss this a lot at work with uh, coworkers who are my age, just like understanding just like people our age and like their sense of humor and just like, yeah, it's so interesting. Like we just looking at the sense of humor of like boomers. It's the most fascinating thing to me. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> it's just like we just the fucking like the weather, man, the traffic. It's just, I love just like everyone's like, Oh, it's, it's, it's Look, look at the wind out there yeah and everyone's like stops working it's just like you guys never fucking see like a tree in a storm before like dude i know god and so i think it's kind of funny that we've gone from like <laughs> gonna go hang out with the old ball and chain to just like oh my god I like know, a dude. t-posing minion with like a like <laughs> anti-catholicism oh meme like dude yeah <laughs> i was i was making fun of uh i was telling a joke the other day about like the area 51 like event and like it literally like it's hilarious that in 2019 like the u.s air force is responding to a joke event that in the description describes people naruto running at area 51 to dodge the bullets (laughs) yeah (laughs) and like the air force how did that even come up like the area 51 thing i think it was like uh bob lazar that guy he went on the joe rogan podcast and he used to work at area 51 Hi, Luca. Hi, Kitty. I'd pet you, but I would start sneezing. Luca, come here. You're so cute, though. You're not a murderer. Well, she's killed like four mice, but but yeah, so this Bob Lazar guy used to work at Area 51 back in the 80s or whatever. Mm-hmm. He left, and he claims that uh, he worked on an alien spacecraft that for the U.S. government, ah. and they were trying to reverse engineer it and shit, mm. and he was like describing all this technology, and then there was like a uh, a netflix documentary that's how joe rogan found out about it and uh and then tom DeLong heard about it dude tom dude if, tom if that heard that's when everything changed yeah if any anyone who hates the joe rogan podcast i just point them to the tom DeLong episode i'm be like whatever you think about jordan peterson which i don't like i don't like jordan peterson i don't i'm not a milo yiannopoulos synthesizer a sympathizer which is why everyone who hates joe rogan usually hates him is those like having those types of people mm-hmm. on like just listen to the Tom DeLonge podcast and try not to be entertained for three hours. I saw like either the Onion or uh, Hard Times where they were like Area Fifty One invasion. Um, Tom DeLonge is going to be replaced by uh, Matt Skiba. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> then he'll oh. <laughs> then he'll kill himself. I feel like like what what is he going to do after that? That'd be so sad. Yeah, I, I know. I get the dude. Then he would. Wow. Yeah, that would. I'm like, I don't know why I'm thinking so seriously about that. But I'm like, what if that actually did happen? Like, then what? If like Tom was sick that day, and so like the internet got Matt Skiba to lead the charge on Area 51, <laughs> and Matt Skiba became the face for discovering aliens. I think that would send Tom DeLong over the edge. Yeah, I think he would just like reveal. Maybe himself. it would bring a new Boxcar Racer album, which would be pretty cool. Oh, that'd be sick. Or he just re-release fucking what was it? The one song that was the. Uh, Sometimes I wish I was honest. Whatever that's not feel so. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's the only song I know by them. I know that whole album. Yeah. Front to back. So how did you uh like how like first of all, let's start from the beginning. 
Yeah. I was born um, in a field surrounded really? by doves. Doves? Yes. Did you, did you know your parents? No, I didn't have parents. <laughs> oh, wow. I just kind of emerged. I emerged. This isn't a funny bit. Let's go back to what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> I just emerged. Uh, Why do you book shows? Because I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> Is it anyone strictly self-gain? <laughs> anyone who's ever booked a show knows that I just hate myself if I book shows for fun. Um, um, now, the real reason is social clout. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> the real, real reason is, um, I guess, because I have played shows for so long that I kind of know what it feels like when a show goes poorly, I guess. And yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like like I was like giving this example to someone yesterday. Like I, I've I've been on a few tours. Like you could be touring and just kind of from circumstance, like you're like not really a, like it's your first time playing in a new city. You're not like that big of a band, like. You're there on a Tuesday night and you're playing in some weird, like not weird person, just playing in some stranger's basement who you met yeah. on Facebook. The night could go, well, a lot of ways, but the night will probably go one of two ways. You show up and you play and there are seven people there. You could have a show where those seven people are just on their phones and smoking cigarettes outside the entire time. And then the guy who runs the house is like really awkward and you leave and yeah. just feel like that was a waste of time. Or you could have a show where like, even though there's seven people, like, the guy around the house makes sure that you made like actually money. Like the people who were there actually had a good time and like yeah, talked yeah. to you, bought merch. And like even even though it's like a small show, again though, like just having realistic expectations, like, oh, it was a Tuesday, uh, no one's there. But like those kind of shows are pretty uplifting. Like I from my personal experience, we um um on one of my tours we Went to a house in Arkansas. I had like no idea what to expect. I've never even been that far west. And just kind of show up at someone's house. And like they're like, yeah, we, we don't even have like a local headliner. But like we're, we're sure people will come out. And then people did. And like it was just like there weren't like too many people. But that's because it right. was like a, a Monday, I think. I hate Mondays. Yeah. And uh, I, But it was still just like a great time. Like a bunch of people bought merch and like hung out with us. And so back to uh i'm italian so i tell a long one stories. oh dude uh, <laughs> by all means this is the this is the place to do yeah. that um so like i just kind of try to obviously i aim to be better than like a seven person show you know but yeah 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 uh, i try to have that kind of experience for bands where it's like coming through like w even if it's going to be a few people or if it's going to be like a fucking full house i yeah. want people to leave feeling like they number one realistically had enough money to make it to the next city number two feeling like they actually had a good time and felt like it was worth coming here and also feeling like it's worth coming back i guess Does yeah that makes sense yeah absolutely absolutely so like was uh was that kind of inspired by like being on some tours and having some shitty experiences it definitely hypothetical it definitely got more I got more perspective on it once I started touring a bit more. Like, I kind of... Like, I've been playing shows for probably, like, pretty regularly for, like, four years, I'd say. Oh, okay. And so, like, my attitude towards shows kind of changed a bit when I started touring, I guess. Like, I, at first, I was like, you know, like, this show will be cool. Like, we can just, like, play some music with friends, like, maybe turn it into a party. And then once I started actually doing tours and kind of seeing like okay i 
I'm still here to have like I still want to have fun, but like I have to start treating this with like a little bit more. Um, what's the word? I have to be a little bit more serious for it. I guess I kind of kind of started seeing like started recognizing like things that I didn't like about shows. I kind of yeah. I don't know. I kind of see what's see like pet peeves, I guess, regarding shows, and so it, it kind of became more of like okay, well, I'm gonna make sure that when I'm throwing shows, I'm gonna make sure that. I'm actually like doing it right because I know personal experience now that I've been in this position. I know what these bands are looking for. And so it kind of, I don't know, just kind of became doing it so much over time kind of shaped my attitude, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So like, how long have you been, like you've been playing shows for like four years. How long yeah. have you been like regularly booking? Um, I, like I booked... I guess like when you first start out playing shows, I feel like everyone like books their own, I guess. Like, yeah. I, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like I get fucking 18 year old, like, yeah, you're going to play the token lounge and like, fuck the token lounge. And, uh, you didn't hear that for me. Uh, <laughs> and like, you just kind of set up your own shows, I guess. And that was fine. But regarding like touring acts, I think I've been booking touring acts decently. Like, a little bit sporadically, like I started doing it two years ago, but I'd say I started doing it very regularly about around the fall. That's kind of when I also started oh, giving okay. it a name. Oh, okay. So, but I, I, I booked shows before that, but it's kind of when I went full into like, I'm going to do this for more than just like a favor. Because again, before that, it was also, I was not that I was being selfish because a lot of people do this, but I was kind of looking at it more of like a like a show swap kind of thing. Like, yeah, I book you, you'll book me when I'm coming through there. But then it kind of around the fall, I was just like, there, it was, um, a show that Callie cousins came through. Shout out to them. Cause they're really great. Um, yeah. And like, I booked that and, um, selfishly I put my band on it because I was like, Oh, I just want to hang out. And, yeah. um, I just remember like that show happened and it was like a full house at the late station and Ipsy and just like, Oh, I was there at that. Hell yeah. Yeah. With Dog Lake too. Koopa Kid. Yeah. yeah. Koopa Koopa. And then Bad TV. Yeah. That was like the one of the first shows I went to like yeah. in this whole local scene. And I just like, I don't know. That was one of those shows where I just like felt really proud. Like uh, a lot of people showed up. I felt like I gave a lot of, we were able to give a lot of money to Cali Cousins. It seemed like all the bands had a good time. And so yeah. I remember kind of being there and thinking, you know, this was something I just kind of did because... I liked this band. I just like, they hit me up and I set it up for them because I liked them. I should start doing that a bit more. Just yeah. Kind of helping bands out and not really look at it from the perspective of like, I want to, yeah, like I'll book you and you can help me like next time I'm going to Chicago, but kind of look at it more of, you know, I respect what you're trying to do. Yeah. Cause I, I explain it. Like when people ask me, people who aren't in music ask me about like, how do you set up these shows? Like when you go on tour, I describe it as um, going to a dartboard called Facebook and throwing yeah. darts in the form of Facebook messages. Yeah. But you actually... You know um, some people because you've helped yeah, them out. Yeah. But you also start off wearing an eye patch and like one of your feet is like two <laughs> inches shorter than the other or like one of your legs is shorter. So like you're not really good at throwing the darts. So you just kind of miss a lot more than you hit. Yeah. So. That's that like... Not to I, shame people with eye patches. <laughs> I, I wore an eye patch in third grade. It's more so the depth perception. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> but uh, 
No, I mean, I feel like I draw a lot of parallels to that with the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, because, yeah, the, like the idea of it spawned from, like, okay, I can, I don't know enough people to, because I haven't played, mm-hmm. I haven't been in the scene, you know, I haven't just haven't been around. So I don't know enough people to really help a lot of bands out by booking because I definitely recognize that what you guys were doing was mm-hmm. was beneficial for, for you and for the scene itself and mm-hmm. for the bands, you know what I mean? Like, I would like, to because i'm a musician i have the band obviously so it's like i i wanted something i could do to like build connections other than just people yeah other than just constantly going to shows and trying to do it from the ground up like that because i'm so sucks what networking at shows is one of my least favorite things yeah i I, I like going and just having a good time i don't want to go and be like yo yeah i recognize you from uh that gig where you played that yeah yeah that sounds like foo fighters dude i know i know like if I'll do that like if I really really like the band but then it al- almost feels like if say there's a band that you know like oh it'd be good to know them mm-hmm. but like you're not necessarily like a huge fan but it's like oh it's like a business decision for me to go try and make friends with them or something because yeah. you still might be cool they might be cool people yeah I'm just like oh I don't really that's not my thing yeah so I thought I could do this you yeah. know and I ask for plenty of favors from people but I try to do like when I feel comfortable about it. Like I, I I don't know. To me it's kind of it takes the fun out of it when you look at it purely from like a business perspective. Yeah. And it just kind of is like do I like if I'm like at a show and I see someone who I recognize, like if I talk to this person, is it going to be in the interest of making a friend and like sharing like our art or something? Or is it going to be in th- in the interest of I want them to book me? Yeah. And like it's I, f- I feel like I'm doing both of us at a service if I'm approaching them for that reason. Right. Right. No, that makes total sense. See, like this. <laughs> and then I fucking book their band. Yeah. <laughs> and right. then they are legally obligated to book my band. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I try to. Uh, that's why I like this podcast works for me because it's like I'm able to do something that like has built in benefits for both sides. But it's mm-hmm. it's something I don't I don't feel like I'm losing any portion of my soul by doing it. Yeah. You know, like I would enjoy doing this anyways. Like if I wasn't a musician and, uh, you know, thank God I am like, yeah. I, that's the only, if I wasn't a musician, I don't know what the fuck I would do. I don't have any other rules. I could see you playing like tennis. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> I played hockey uh, and then I got really bad. I started to get, I got really anxious and then I became bad at sports. As, the better I got a guitar, the worse I got at sports. It's weird. Uh, that happens. So I've just sense. never been good at sports, so. I didn't have that problem. That's fine. That's fine. Like, it didn't get me anywhere. Uh, but like, totally forgot what I was going to say. Let's see, we were, <laughs> it's all that we did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pass the bong yeah. over the cat. But yeah. Basically, I think the idea is that I just, I like, I, I would be doing this anyways. Yeah, you know, right. I'd be, I'd be interviewing You'd people. You'd be playing tennis. Yeah. Anyway, professionally. I'd, be, I'd be, I mainly because I like to wear all white. Yeah. And, I like grunting. Uh, and grunting <laughs> and i like i i've worn bandanas oh noah by the way was wondering what time uh if we played i don't know i'll figure it out okay because i he's i don't know i he he asked me let's yesterday. turn this into a shit talk your bands podcast yeah dude like how many <laughs> bands have i been in that i hate all right this one goes out to mike higgins you piece of shit <laughs> i don't know I mike could, yeah i was talking to mike and i was just like whoa you gotta get your life together dude and he's like we never even met 
<laughs> that conversation never happened. Dude. <laughs> I was gonna say Mike has his life in order. No, Mike. <laughs> Mike's cool. Mike he's, knows he's what he's nice. doing. The last thing I said to Mike on Messenger, I'm pretty sure was like a Fuck I off sent him a thing. picture of Squidward after he says, "I have no soul," and then like there's fire in the background. I don't know what we we're talking about. Sounds. He booked right. a show for me though. Excited. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Through out of this world booking. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mike Higgins is the other guy. Yeah. Do you guys have anybody else? Oh yeah. We yeah. uh. Oh, I can. I guess I can tell the history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. Okay. So I was booking a bunch of shows, and I realized how fucking obnoxious my newsfeed was looking because it was just like, "Hey, I booked the show. Hey, I booked the show. Hey, I play the show. Hey, I booked the show." So yeah. I was like, you know, I feel like it would be less intrusive and also easier to promote these shows if I had a name for it. So I started Absolutely. giving it a name, um, out of this world, and I was like, yeah, I'll. I'll do that and then kind of see what happens and then it was just kind of something where again like i was getting into it more just kind of booking shows for bands that were hitting me up um mike was loosely in it he was helping me out but mike's a busy boy so he was more so doing like he would have a couple shows that he'd want to book and i'm like yeah just yeah. put it on my name um but then uh carrie bice from uh petty theft um, kept asking me for advice on like booking shows and Carrie was like really excited about it and I'm like oh you poor thing like you actually hmm. still enjoy booking shows and <laughs> right. was asking me like all these questions and it was clear like she had like good ideas and I was like do you want to just combine our efforts and she was like yeah and then I was like hey Mike I'm gonna make this a uh, more of a thing do you want to be in it like full-time like yeah so it became me carrie and mike doing it um and then i got really anxious one day and was like i'm gonna make this more of a cult so then i got a bunch of friends on the west side of the state who are helping out now Um, oh cool yeah so we're that side is still kind of building up just because some of the people we have working on the west side they're kind of in the process of moving so like yeah they don't really have like stable venues but um we got let's see right now we have Gabriel Clements of Sad Plants, who also runs Two Foot Parade Records, a good friend of mine. Oh, okay. Um, Frankie Spring, a wonderful poet who currently lives in South Bend, Indiana, but is moving to Kalamazoo. Um, and then my sweet baby boy, Kevin Rice. Oh, yeah. Joining up efforts. Um, and then, is there one more? I would feel terrible if I'm forgetting someone. I think that's it. And yeah, we. so it was kind of just like... And then Kevin will be back down in Nashville before too long i feel like or he's moving he to kalamazoo here? oh he's, he's staying up, yeah. in kalamazoo now he's moving to kalamazoo oh okay yep so and yeah so it kind of became it was really just a bunch of my friends i guess but we all were kind of like having the same mindset towards booking yeah. shows and so it kind of grew into like okay like i really i don't mean this to be like a boss but like yeah i just kind of do like here's my vision i guess I feel like you all have the same vision. Let's just combine efforts and then we just kind of do that. So it'll be fun. I'll just get like a hundred notifications during the day when like Carrie's booking shows. And I'm like, cool. I I don't have to worry about that. I'm like, that's sweet. Like when I went on tour, I was like super worried. I'd come back and just have like an inbox full of unread emails. Like, yo, what the fuck? And I was like super anxious. And I checked the email and I like finally had a day where I had time to sit down. Like we went to a Starbucks, played some Pokemon go team mystic for life and <laughs> you people still play that shit yeah it's fucking great we'll we'll come back to play okay okay yeah um, i'm interested in that and 
there was a bunch of email chains that were just like, yeah, I got the show set up, got the show set up, got the show set up. And I'm like, Carrie, I was freaking out. And you've been running this like great, <laughs> doing a great job. What the fuck? That's fucking awesome, dude. So it was so built it, a empire. Uh, I a like to think of it more robot. of a cult. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, you guys all wear like the same colors and like meat and stuff. Um, well, we all wear. We usually wear all black, but that's kind of a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that's a conscious choice. Um, <laughs> when I'm not dressed like a corporate stooge, it's usually yeah. all black. <laughs> I've seen you at shows. Yeah. Black nail polish, black Looking head. like more of a punk dude. Like a yeah. wannabe Sid Vicious dude. That doesn't yeah. even make sense. Not even accurate at all. <laughs> but yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah. Just kind of friends working together, I guess, with the similar vision. And I think right now I'm trying to keep it at what we have just because I don't want it to be like a, too many cooks in the kitchen kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, still looking to grow. Like even just this last week, um, I was hit up by a friend's girlfriend who um, was like, "Hey, I see that you're running like this booking company. I'd like to help out." And I'm like, "Oh, let's meet up and talk." So yeah, just kind of cool to be working on. Yeah, just kind of have people. I don't know. That was a weird feeling of like someone approaching me asking, like someone who oh, I didn't really believe, know approaching me. me to I, I know. I, I get it. It was like uh, I had been doing this for like a month and uh, the guys from the Scheme 13 Festival mm-hmm. came to me and they were like, hey, we like what you're doing with the podcast. You should come be a part of this festival. I was like, what? Yeah. Like, really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then the rest is history, as they say. Um, even though history is constantly happening. like right, history, yeah. That was history right there. That yeah, dude, blog. pass that blunt. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's just weird. It's like surreal because it when you're doing things that you like enjoy doing it, I feel like it doesn't. What's that like? <laughs> what are emotions? <laughs> what are feelings? I mean, back to the original topic of yeah. emotional intimacy. I don't really get that, <laughs> you know. Yeah, my parents didn't really provide a good model of that. Yeah, I'm just kind of. I don't know, man. This is now a therapy session. This is evolving <laughs> quickly, dude. That kind of happens when I get involved. With I apologize. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I just, I, I don't know. It's just weird that like people pay attention, yeah. to, like what you're doing. It's cool. It's it's fucking weird. It's so it's it is cool. But like when when people tell me that they listen to the podcast, it's like why? Yeah. I don't even listen to it, dude. <laughs> I'm like, why do you listen to this? The weirdest is when I'm like, I'll be out somewhere and someone will be like, yeah, I recognize you from like, I saw your band play at like uh, Luther Fest last year. And I'm like, that's weird. Yeah. You, that means you probably should have been drunker. So that, <laughs> I hope you do not remember this. <laughs> I feel like C. Holm and alcohol goes pretty well. Yeah, and earplugs. Yes. Not to say it sounds bad, but you guys are we were fucking loud. Oh, we, yeah. I, can, uh, Regarding earplugs, sometimes I'll even offer people to eat our earplugs for free. If you eat an earplug, I'll give you free merch. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I gave out that. like five shirts and five CDs one night because a bunch of fucking mad lads actually did it. <laughs> <laughs> and I did it too. Just the solidarity. My friend. It's pretty uh, gross. Also named Patrick. He he offered me $5 to eat a penny in high school. And so he'd be, he's like, well, you'd actually be making 501 and like five dollars and change to eat this penny and i'm like dude 
I almost did it too. Like I had it in my mouth. I was, I was a senior in high school. We were like in computer class. We were just, I would have done it. We were just playing defend <laughs> defend your castle. I don't know if you ever played that flash game. Probably. Where there's just like a bunch of stick figures running. I at can the castle guess what you, that. And is you like. click them, and you just it just you know like one of those wave defense games. I can guess in, what in it's 2D. like. Defend the castle. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking amazing, dude. And then the wizards start coming. Oh man, I need. Yeah, I need to play some. To, the castle, like, we were, okay, so we had the sub. But you didn't eat the coin? No, I didn't eat the coin, <laughs> God dude. damn it. I never ate the coin. We had the sub come in that day, though, like, and I, I was defending the castle, and the sub was like, all right, you guys got to stop playing this game, and thus, you want us to do this assignment about, like, we had to, like, write an, uh, an article, like, using some other part of Word or something, like, to form it like a newspaper article. Yeah. But I'm like, but if we do that, the castle's going to fall. <laughs> so eventually we just wrote the article about how the substitute teacher hated the kingdom <laughs> and wanted the castle to fall. I don't know. We we're stupid, dude. That's very good. I uh, went out drinking with some friends and uh, got very drunk at eight ball. You know, the bar beneath the, uh, the blig, as the cool kids call it. Oh, yeah. Um, I call it the, the sightless swine. Did you know Nirvana played there? Dude, really? That's what I tell my parents when I tell them I'm going to play there. Yeah. I'm like, Nirvana played there. It sounds cooler than like playing to an empty bar, but <laughs> yeah, right. It's more of a me issue than it is them. Anyways, yeah. I was <laughs> drinking with friends at 8-Ball, and uh, I don't really remember this, but they were like, hey man, eat this dollar. I'm like, how much would you pay me? Like, <laughs> a dollar, so I ate it. <laughs> <laughs> you got another dollar out no, of it? No, that was the dollar. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> just for shits and gigs dude and then i threw up outside fleetwood for like a good 20 minutes that's rock and roll i feel like that's an album cover no it was it was an interesting night because also mike higgins lost his wallet this is just the mike higgins podcast now he lost his wallet because he was one of the people out with us and he was like freaking out he checked everywhere we went he checked eight ball he checked like a like an alleyway that we took a shortcut through or something just could not find it um and like we get back to my place after having to call like four lifts because apparently lifts don't like seeing a drunk asshole throwing up outside Fleetwood. Oh, that's kind of a uh, <laughs> which I don't, yeah. I don't really blame them. I was. I feel like they pay the lift driver like three hundred dollars or something when you puke in it, right? I think we pay them. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, but, I would almost be okay with it depending yeah. on how strapped for cash I was. I get those WeatherTechs, yeah, WeatherTech liners it's kind of fucked up yeah. but if, if someone puked in a weather uh, imagine the payday if someone just puked on a weather tech liner all you got to do is like pull it out and rinse it yeah i don't know why uh, my mind works this way but, this is a scamming podcast now yeah right <laughs> but yeah we we had to call like four lifts and we were scared that mike swallow had gotten one of the lifts because there were a couple that we like tried sitting in they're like now nah, you look too sick and um wow i was fine <laughs> and uh <laughs> So next day, naturally, just like wake up in my underwear, and I'm just like, not again. And <laughs> like I called Mike, tree. I called Mike, and I'm like, or I was in my bed, don't worry. I wasn't oh. just like outside Fleetwood, my underwear, so. <laughs> and um, I call Mike, and I'm like, did you ever find it? And he's like, no, I, I'm gonna cancel all my cards. And so I, like, the day goes on. I think I had a show or something that night, but I'm like, all right, I need to be a person. I'm gonna go put on some pants grab my pants pull them up what's this in my pocket it was mike's wallet <laughs> so i give him a call hey mike what's up he's like i just got done canceling all my cards i'm like 
I found your wallet. Oh, dude. <laughs> He's like, where was it? Said, uh, it was in my pants. <laughs> so technically, I got paid a bunch of Mike's credit cards to eat a dollar. Oh, wow. Yeah, because then he didn't need them anymore. No, nah, I gave him back. Don't worry. I mean, at that point, you just gave him a chore by giving him all his canceled credit cards back. <laughs> yeah. I felt a little bad. Hey, dude. I felt very bad. That, that, that's like the one of those things that like I feel like it sounds like a college sort of thing to happen. This was like a couple months ago. <laughs> well, still, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Like, not that I'm that far removed from college. I graduated last year. So. Oh, you did? Okay, yeah, so I can I can um, justify so- occasional stupid behaviors. Oh yeah, my friends still drink fucking heavily. I still they still crush beers like they're in college. I'm actually straight edge. Oh really? Oh, oh, so all those beers I saw you drinking at the ball pit, those were those were just uh, those for were. Show. Well, there's actually non-alcoholic PBR now. No, there's not. There dude. is. What is that? Pabs Red Ribbon, dude? Because the blue ribbon is for for fucking first place, dude. They only give out one blue ribbon. I don't know. I think it's like because I was talking to someone on my last tour, and um, they were saying that like they they. Re- really love pbr but they kind of wanted to cut down on drinking kind of um you know just be a little bit more responsible around that respect that but they're like yeah and i didn't know what to do because i just love pbr so much but then wait what but then i would understand if it was like a nice like beer, it's a it was like, smoothie <laughs> and they're like they're like okay hear me out they, they just turn to me and go but there's this new non-alcoholic pbr it's so good oh <laughs> i'm like oh my my god i'm gonna stick to my hams hams dude yeah my grandparents uh they live in like this like on a lake and there's like this neighborhood and the the local alcoholic is a hams is his beer of choice he's always riding around on the golf cart with like the truck nuts on the back of his golf cart (laughs) classic americana i just i love america dude yeah i do too man uh no, nowhere else would I feel comfortable just like driving around with hanging balls on my car. <laughs> I know, dude. I know. Oh, fuck I, America. Yeah, that that's fucking hilarious. But that's what make that's what Hams makes me think of. And uh, have you ever so had? Because Hams is so great, dude. It's like freedom. I should know. I had like seven last night. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. Hey, dude. Whatever you got to do to get you through your evening. To forget about the fact that you 3D print pizzas in a fucking well, I was I was playing a show sweatshop. I was playing a show, and I was just kind of like, you know, it's really hot out. I need something to cool me down. And you know, um, there's water and beer, so it yeah. kept me hydrated by yeah, drinking yeah. beer. I was actually being responsible. Yeah, I feel like that's accurate. I feel like the science backs that up. Yeah, that supports science supports that. I've done a lot of research. A lot of uh, field drank, research. I drank a lot of him. <laughs> Figure that out. <laughs> done a lot of research in the field. So, like, how do you when you're on tour? Like, how do you? Is it just like an all-out reckless, uh, <laughs> like party, or like, do you, how do you like maintain your sanity? Uh, I mean, <laughs> well, I don't have any sanity to begin with. <laughs> I wouldn't call it a party. Uh, we do drink a little bit. Uh, the uh, this is funny to me because last tour the joke was like because it was like a a twenty one day tour so like the joke was every single night I would like open up a beer and be like oh, first beer of tour <laughs> like, <laughs> they're like oh that's funny like you get drank last night and then by day twenty they're like dude this isn't this is just sad now <laughs> like I gotta keep it going 
um tour we i don't know do a lot of stupid things the last tour we did a lot of pokemon go oh wow that is a fun game to play while traveling passes the time i would imagine yeah um yeah, you know, tour- people still did that. It's it was fun. There's a lot of people still playing it. We would see people in parks still playing it. Really? They they've added a lot too since because I played it like the first couple months when it came out when I'm uh, sure, okay. like when everybody was yeah. like running into the streets. And yeah, shit. and uh, they've added a lot. They have added raids so you can like work with people to take down legendary Pokemon. Oh shit! Actually, pretty cool. And uh, they've added a bunch Pokemon from some of the other region, and then um they what else you can like battle and trade with other players now so it's actually oh that's tight you, you i wish it'd be sweet if you could still name your opponents yeah like name your rivals get yeah. people shitting shit had appeared well i had a <laughs> uh a puppetar and i named him ligmatar so that was the closest <laughs> ligmatar. Could, that was the closest i could get i guess <laughs> oh shit i, I should have been checking these levels the whole time we're good though Behind the scenes production. <laughs> this this was brought to you by the sound crew. Oh, you know what? Let me snap a photo of you real fast because I always forget. If I wait till afterwards, I forget. And that's why some of these things in our. There it is. Boom. Okay. I like to have photos of the people actually in the studio. Right. Yeah. But a lot of times I forget. Dogleg, I forgot. Battleland, I forgot, which I bummed because, like, Wit and uh, Scott. Scott brought his fucking stand up bass in in here and they did that uh they did a song. It was sweet. Damn. Yeah. Which someone pointed out to me that Wit gets mentioned every podcast about how he's so great or whatever. <laughs> so I just want to go on record saying Wit is not a good guy. Like I he <laughs> left here and I was missing a hundred dollars. So I just that's I just want to clarify <laughs> I will and I'm I can kick Wit's ass. Yeah. <laughs> July 26th, this is in an, a daydream, is playing an album release show. Be there. Do not go to the Blind Pig. This is an open challenge <laughs> to fight Whitaker. <laughs> <laughs> fight Whitaker. I asked Wit, I was like, hey, we should play a show together. He was like, yeah, maybe when you hit 2,000 likes, dude. And I was like, oh my God, really? Did he really say that? No. <laughs> because like, he said that to me too so that was like we only play with bands who've been on warp tour i was like what the fuck dude <laughs> mr mr signed to a label all of a sudden uh, so, so no i'm just fucking around i wouldn't know he's, he's my spicy little meatball and nah, i'd kick his ass i kicked his ass <laughs> it's an open invitation dude this is an open challenge if anyone's listening you are allowed to kick my ass oh shit <laughs> there he is <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the magic of fucking. Oh, what's up, Wit? Yo, dude. Yo, have you listened good? to the new single? <laughs> Yo, what's good? Can I do my? Can I do my fellow land impression? Oh yeah, please. <clears throat> the bone marrow sip right through my bones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that's fucking. There it is. This is just the rest of the podcast is going to be DIY impressions. <laughs> Everyone likes to quote that I miss my dog. I know. Yeah. It's become much more of a meme than I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> I like to quote the uh the guitar part in Star Sixty Seven in the beginning with that the one string that's out of tune. Yeah. Then it goes into that part that's fucking rad and then I, I okay, I forgive you. I feel bad because last night I was just like 
really memeing on dog like hard and they weren't even there <laughs> oh really i can do my dog like impression oh yeah please what name a song oh i mean i've only known the star 67 but oh 11 a.m drunk is another one <laughs> i like when i saw him, this is good for you <laughs> i was like oh that's not how he sounds on record I've been on I've been on tour with them, so they they know I can uh, yeah they know I can hang they know I'm chill yeah they know like you know working that desk job you know but then I come home and I'm all cool put on the baseball cap turn on the game and I'm pretty cool <laughs> turn on the game have a beer don't bother me woman. have a hams have a hams <laughs> no they were fun they were cool to talk to they're okay yeah yeah I only well I only talked to uh it was only Alex and Chase that were here oh Chase was here. Yeah, he actually sat in that chair. Did you wash it? <laughs> <laughs> he was bragging so hard about his. Yeah, fucking, dude, I play Smash. I'm ranked 19th in the world. Yeah, what's up? My Smash name is Pops. <laughs> fucking watch me. He's like, I'm 19th in the county, dude. Can I use this public platform to read my dog like a fanfic? I don't give a shit. Have you read it? No. I've not. <laughs> not. I haven't read any fan fiction ever, so I'm gonna send it to you right now. Yeah, you can do that. I'm not gonna read it because it's four pages long. But I mean, I I, I support that you would. Go I can, to the links. you know, in promotion of uh the out of this world um publication novel publication, I can um. Oh, you guys have a publishing house now. That's pretty cool. It's just me <laughs> sharing the dog leg fanfic through Facebook Messenger. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll I'll share a couple excerpts. Okay, story time with Pat Ray. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna be so mad at me actually reading. <clears throat> this is this is how it starts. A chord rings out. DIY basement in Ann Arbor, Michigan. It pulsates throughout the room. A major seventh chord. A major seventh chord. A warm kind of musical embrace that distracts everyone from their problems, their issues, their flaws. You see, in this basement, in this freezing cold state, this chord brings everyone in the crowd together. It's a beautiful union of sorts. But at the front of the basement, at the source of this almost magical chord, a different kind of union emerges. <laughs> the chord loses volume as the room falls into a brief silence, followed by a roaring applause and cheering. The creator of this chord smiles. He feels strong. Powerful even <laughs> as he moves an entire room's emotions through quick movements of his hands. Wow. Thanks, everybody, this man says, smiling confidently. He glances at his bandmates, both caught up in their own world, seemingly immune to the emotional effects of his guitar while dealing some magic of their own with their own instruments. He quickly tunes his guitar while the bassist gives a quick speech about drinking, about PBR, about merch, about Smash Bros, about everything else that could be talked about here. But it doesn't matter to Alex, our magical guitarist. Or Chase, the bassist rambling on about how he's ranked in his home state in Super Smash Bros. Or even to Parker, the quiet glue that keeps the band grounded. They only care about this moment, this night, this gig, for it would soon turn into a night that the three of them would never forget. Wow, dude, that's... That's act one of wow, That's five. just act one of five? <laughs> Holy shit, dude. It that's starts hilarious. to get real spicy around act three. Oh, wow. Yeah, that that's going to leave the listeners... Uh, wanting i feel i'm working on part two right now yeah dude dog dog school i heard that they got signed to island records and that their whole new record is just acapella is what i heard yeah which is pretty wild i probably should have to i should probably edit that out though yeah no i yeah, think it was wasn't it fueled by ramen fueled by ramen 
And yeah. it, they were going the route of uh, like new Fallout Boy. I think they're replacing Alex with Haley Williams too, mm. which was a good move. I feel. Yeah, I think Alex needs the time off so that he can focus on getting up to Chase's <laughs> speed and we're gonna, smash. We're gonna just put you on leave. <laughs> just, just <laughs> we're just gonna just you know take, gonna gonna take a vacation. You, you know, it's gonna kick go you. Go relax. Like Don Draper when they uh when they when they I don't know. Did you ever watch Mad Men? My parents did. Oh, okay, well. I know Don. Don't Draper. call me daddy. That's a lot. La- I normally okay. don't say "Don't call me daddy." Just in general or on the podcast? Well, both, I guess. Let me see. No, we're good. There's no time limit, by the way. Oh, don't so tell I was me gonna... that I could keep this going for hours. Oh, dude, please, please. I I want people to listen to this podcast and and be free from their problems. Mm. Be you know, and hopefully people listen to this when they're supposed to be working and. That's what I do when I listen to podcasts. I don't, do you, are you a podcast listener at all? I've been trying to get into it more. I've been listening to a D&D podcast lately. Oh, really? Yeah, because I'm on a D&D kick. Yeah, I was never a big gamer, man. I was like... I I was... <laughs> I was like, okay, so... This is... Seaholm and Out of This World Booking are huge for gamer rights, so... Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I feel like... Gamers, and this is on the record, gamers are braver than the troops... <laughs> you can quote me on that <laughs> does that does call this of is, duty this is the group? official stance of me <laughs> the these these opinions and views do directly uh, <laughs> reflect, reflect the, yes. the views of sea home yes. out of this world booking koopa yeah. kid yeah I did um that. my my chemical romance cover band called three beers for sweet revenge oh wait that's uh, you of, yeah <laughs> i saw that on luther fest or whatever on the lineup yeah three that's funny dude if you ever need some fill in on that, let me know because oh, Three sure. Cheers for Sweet Revenge is my jam. I used to like, I was like, when I was learning guitar, like I would just teach myself and I would listen to like My Chemical Romance, like Senses Fail. And, well, like, that's, that's the fun part about playing in the cover band because they'll just be like, do you know the song? And I'm like, I learned how to play it in like seventh grade. Yeah, like, I just feel like I learned it in middle school. It'll come back. It's just muscle memory. You wanted honesty, that's all you had to say. I'm not okay. <laughs> not a fucking K. <laughs> I was like as early as, as recent as last September, I was on a vacation in Nashville and like I was listening, like uh, my girlfriend at the time was probably not all that amused because I was just listening to Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge, like on the speaker like on my bluetooth speaker like in the inner airbnb all the time they're gonna say just... like on the beach <laughs> oh that's perfect beach music <laughs> perfect beach music is just gerard yeah. way yelling at us yeah i thought it'd be I, I thought that like i saw three beers for sweet revenge i'm like oh that's okay someone's a my chemical romance fan but no we're a cover band. i'm i'm so <laughs> who else who else is all in your band um it's the it's pretty much us and, or it's pretty much me and then um, Vina Morris. Oh, okay. So, do you? It was kind of a fun thing that emerged as like a joke once. Where yeah, he was just like, "Yo, you want to play the end and dead at a show?" And I was like, "Oh, that sounds fun." He was like, "Cool. Here's how we're gonna do it. I'm gonna turn to the crowd and say, you know, I'm pretty tired. Can anyone out there play guitar for me?' And I'm like, "And I'll do like raise my hand. Like I'll do it, Joe." And yeah. uh, we did it at a couple shows, and then he was like. Yeah, that was funny. Let's do like a full set. <laughs> All right. That's funny. I'm only in a full-time job, a booking company, and two yeah. bands that I write and perform them actively. I could probably fit a 
My Chemical Romance cover. Yeah, band. right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the you know at what what's the first to suffer time wise the job. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's a lot of coffee <laughs> yeah i think it's more so my sleep is probably what sacrifices yeah, i i hear that like yeah I the, the, cl- i've been told the classic pat ray bit is to uh drink a lot tell everyone that i need to take a nap take like a 20 minute power nap and then just like fucking rage yeah wake up guns blazing yeah That's i've done that at some shows where like just nap in my car when like bands are setting up and then <laughs> come back <laughs> wow dude when you uh i do a lot of non sequiturs uh is it non sequitur when you like don't have a good segue is that what that is i, I don't know we this is sequitur i barely knew her <laughs> hey, hey! <laughs> holy shit dude that's good um yeah, what I'm trying to say without sometimes I try to sound smarter than I am, dude. But like, I don't have a segue for this. But like, back to touring, God, I I really made that complicated. Yeah, you could have said I I really did, dude. I could have just previously said back we, to we talked previously on invite the neighbors with Patrick Ray. We've um, been talking so about touring. What do you guys tour in? Do you have like a limousine or uh, like a it's like a it's a Hummer? A Hummer, H <laughs> two. <laughs> no, we're we're touring in one of those Domino's um, automated delivery vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> and then you like. Someone like delivers you on the stage yeah. one of those like heat sleeves. Yeah, it's <laughs> really whole band emerges. We're just covered in pizza grease. No, we um, <laughs> let's see, we we've done the classic like take two cars before. Um, we've taken uh, we've van just one band or uh, the, our first tour we had to do that because we were gonna try to fit in a car. We kind of had trouble, and so I was like, you know what? I feel like it would just be easy and comfortable and like i can cause it, like our first tour wasn't too far away like our first wave was louisville kentucky which is far yeah. but like we weren't doing any crazy drives other than like that way. yeah 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 and so we we took two you get cars. there in half a day yeah that's only yeah. like five hours yeah and um and then from there we did a couple tours in vans and on the last tour we took my ford flex oh that was you in the flex. yeah i was the one coming to pick up her kids for soccer practice. Oh, see, like the four. Okay, my, here's the, my. Remember Daddy's Home? Have you seen the movie Daddy's Home? Is that with Will Adam? Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg? Oh. And he Will Ferrell drives a Ford Flex. Oh Jesus! He's like, it's something about it's just being. It's very practical. Well, yeah, like I was this. just about to say the official <laughs> view of uh, Out of This World Booking, See Home, Koopa Kid, and Three Beers for Sweet Revenge, in addition to any of the multitude of bands I have played in or filled in previously. So the official views of all these people is that the yeah. Ford Flex is good. Is good. It's you, good. You said it's it a ugly. Lot. It's ugly as fuck, but it is a good car. Yeah, it is. It is kind of ugly. It's like it's like a, a stretch Scion. It's yeah. like it's like if a Scion box, like one of those Scion cubes, was like stretched. Yeah, and added like a middle seat. But yeah, I don't think they're that bad, honestly. They, I mean, it's fine. Clearly, they stopped making them. Uh. They, you know, I feel like they don't make the flex more than like I think there's maybe one or two years of them, and then they are gone. I think they're still making them. Are they really? I don't know. I just kind of, <laughs> I kind of lie a lot. I could ask for, I could uh, reference my consumer reports further uh, evidence Let's, that I'm the oldest person in the DIY scene. Look at the Carfax. Look at the Carfax, dude. Uh, or the True Car. I, I hate the True Car guy. 
I feel like. Car? Yeah, you know that guy with the beard, like and he's he's got his little. I cardigan. only watch the general commercials. The general? <laughs> oh, did the general say? Okay, dude, we're not going there. <laughs> this is a complete complete devil. A non sequitur nowhere. <laughs> Uh, dude, dude. yeah the flex <laughs> oh yeah yeah we, so we took the flex, flex and we got a flex. uh we got a little back carrier that we tied to the back and tied um, to the back yeah and we yeah not a tra- <laughs> no you're not talking about a trailer no like a little bag that we tied to the back oh the i thought you said car. like a back carrier yeah oh, like a, a bag carrier a, well it's like a you tie it to the back of the car okay and, i was uh, thinking of like a little trailer that you used no. rope to fasten to the trailer hitch or something. No, that'd be pretty cool though. <laughs> yeah, that would that'd be pretty. No, we DIY. we did the, we had like the bag on the back of the car, which was cool to uh, fit our sleeping stuff in. It only fell off once when we were driving. Hmm. <laughs> Dude, that's... It was a little. We all had a heart attack because it also happened our first day using it. So oh, we were like on edge. We're screwed. Yeah, we we're just like it didn't. It didn't even happen at home too. Because like if it would have happened at home, we could have been like, okay, let's reevaluate how to do, how did we do this. It happened. Yeah. As soon as we get into Chicago, it like falls off when we get off the freeway. We're like, at least it waited till you got off the freeway, right? Yeah. If we were like, we had like emergency plans, like, okay, if, if it falls, the driver, is, uh, the, the back two seat people are going to get out, grab it, pull it to the side of the road, and then the driver is going to find a safe place to pull over. Yeah. Passengers in charge of, <laughs> we, we had this emergency. We had like a plan. stop, drop, and roll. Yeah. We, going. We're fucking freaked out that it was going to happen again, but it thankfully did not. You said that was your first tour? Uh, no, this was on the long ass tour we just did. Oh, with uh, Sweet Home and Great Expectations. And Great Expectations is that Kid Austin's band, right? Yes. Yeah. Kid. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm still 12, apparently. But uh, my buddy Matt uh, Forster knows Austin. Mm. And so he keeps telling me, like, oh, yeah, I'll tell Austin to come be on your podcast or whatever. Because I knew. Uh, that he was in shortly. Yeah. He plays with shortly. See home is uh right now it's kinda loud shortly because <laughs> I have Austin and then Chris Herman. <laughs> that was my band for tour. Oh really? <laughs> and Chris Herman's the drummer of Shortly. Oh really? So it was <laughs> like yesterday the reason I played the show solo was like, yeah, See Home can't do full band because we have shortly practice. Because <laughs> <laughs> we have shortly practice. That's funny, dude. Yeah, because uh I I saw shortly I I mean I saw them at Bloodfest last year mm-hmm. and then I saw my friend Matt was like oh I know that guy blah 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 yeah. and since then my friend Matt has failed in in all capacity to connect me with Mister Austin but you can let him know if if Great Expectations ever wants to come do this jam I'm not then you know I'm you don't not. want him to that's fine this is only a me thing oh okay none of you have a complete moratorium you're actually doing the podcast a disservice yeah. <laughs> i just want to uh, next week on invite the neighbors pat ray of koopa kid <laughs> it's only gonna be me each time talking about a different band or company or failed band or something yeah next time you can just come on and talk about your job if you want Domino, Pat Pay, Domino's. I'm doing, I'm doing that forty hours a week to talk about my job. Don't need to spend my free time doing that. So, do you? Is the job just something to uh, finance your your music career, or do you think you your goal is to have like a music career? Or <laughs> give me a give me five beers, and then maybe I'll answer that question. Yeah, truthfully. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't think i'm good enough to have a career in music 
I'm sure some of my lovely friends will be like, oh, that's, that's bullshit. You're so good. But I, I <laughs> no, don't I don't know. think you are, dude. <laughs> Thank you. Finally, some fucking honesty. Uh, I don't know. I've, you know, I'm an emo musician. Yeah, fucking emo doing the Tobey Maguire hair. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, low self-esteem. But I don't know. I feel like it's very hard to make it. And I don't know if I'm good enough to make it. So I kind of was like i i got a job because i was like i want to be able to yeah i guess have money and i was also fortunate enough to come from a place of privilege where i was able to go to college so i was like i yeah want to be able to use this opportunity and i kind of forced gumped my way into a job so yeah where they're just like i have a i have a degree can i has job and yeah all right (laughs) so but i mean it's fun like it, it it's definitely hard but it's nice it's kind of fulfilling being able to somehow balance both the job and also like doing music stuff um, yeah because if you ju- like if you just had the job i imagine like you know i'm not saying you hate your job because i don't know how like how you how you approach it but like i'm legally probably... obligated to say that i love my job yeah and well, i also right. only eat dominoes for every meal i'll, I'll speak from my perspective i would be completely miserable oh, if yeah. i only <laughs> did my job oh yeah you know it's a it's uh i was gonna say fun no it is something that um pays the bills yeah uh I, i'd i'd think yeah you know, i'm i'm pretty young i'm only 22 i think i'm gonna like i i do that thing you know where you get anxious and you kind of think like super long term i think what i want to do is maybe in a year or two just like save up my money just kind of be smart about my savings and like quit for a couple of years and try to do music full time for a little bit and yeah. see what happens. Yeah. And I mean, I, I just have to be smart about like saving it and, you know, saving up money and yeah, not an idiot. Yeah. Which I'm pretty stupid. So no, the, the mean, other day, uh, I impulse bought a video game that I read about on Reddit and I was like, <laughs> it was called dragon best dragon quest builders Two. They're like, it's like Minecraft, but with a story mode. And I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> so I just went and bought that. And nice. I haven't even played it yet. <laughs> I'm an idiot. This is a podcast about my irresponsibility. Dude, I, dude, I, at least you don't impulse buy like, like fucking Air Jordans and shit. Like that, that cost like as much as two video games. That's been yeah. my problem. Just buying Air Jordans. Yeah. Like, well, that was, that was like a phase. I go through phases of different fucking sneakers and shit that's fair are you a sneakerhead i can't admit to that on air but you are a sneakerhead oh yeah yeah but like i don't have the money really to be like a full on my friends right yeah that's gonna be like oh sneakers are fucking expensive yeah one of my friends is is kind of the same way where he's like yes but he doesn't have the money to be on like shit ton of money i've I've cut myself off at this point that's fair yeah because like i'm actually Pretty much exactly everything you just said is kind of where I'm at. I'm six years older than you, but I'm still, I still had like the same sort of path, like to where I've been wanting to play music since I was like, you know, 15, 16, when I started playing, started playing guitar when I was like 13. And like, since then I've wanted to be in a band or whatever, but I uh, was too dumb and like too into my chemical romance yeah <laughs> well, i was Too like focus on learning how to play three cheers for sweet revenge <laughs> yeah and not practicing scales <laughs> i don't know any music theory at all yeah i uh my guitar teacher is 
um, probably the world's most patient man for. Oh, you have a how, guitar teacher? I did. Oh, well, okay. I took lessons for a while. He's probably the world's most patient man for not just like slapping me for just not practicing my lessons and yeah, just showing up like, teach me how to play this Blink 182 song. Yeah, dude. Like, I, I literally took, I think, two half hour lessons, and in one, I learned how to play the riff to back in black. <laughs> and after that I was just, <laughs> my guitar teacher showed me that too and, and then and then nothing else matters which is all just standard like just open strings yeah and i was just like okay from there on i just like taught myself with tabs and the green day and blink 182 and yeah fallout boy you know all the bands yeah but then like i went to college i think you went to u of m right yeah yeah so me me too and like it was just the, the mistake i made was i didn't try to get into the local music scene which is why i'm a, this fucking old fart trying to like yeah. make up for lost time but yeah you're fucking old i know dude <laughs> no, I, I heard kidding. somebody uh that one of the dudes from american spirits is like 28 dude and it made me feel like that i was felt really okay with my life i'm going on record and saying fuck american spirits yeah dude Those can guys, i do my american spirits impression yeah yeah please <laughs> that's not it that was just awesome. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think what would be a funny impression. Periodic cicada singing unison tonight. <laughs> Is Trey their singer? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say that sounds like a Trey impression. Yeah, it was a Trey impression. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm going to make sure. Live. I'm actually doing this just so that I can give a reason to have multiple people listen. So I can just message them and be like, hey, I made fun of you on this. But I'm not going to tell you where in the podcast. By all means, dude, that is the the best. The best promotionally for me, that's the best <laughs> thing that you could possibly do. Hey, man, I made fun of you, but I'm not telling you where. So you have to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's going to really suck. Cause you're not going to want to listen to the whole thing because it's going to be a drag. <laughs> it's a lot of this. This is so meta. I'm like talking about I'm on the podcast talking about people talking about the podcast. Yeah, I use, most wild. things I'm involved in kind of descend into chaos eventually. Like, I want to record this. I want to, like, pause this and then, like, ex- export the WAV file and then put it in back into the project so that the podcast is, like, inside the podcast. I thought you were going to say just, like, have it playing in the background. Just yeah, like, that's what like, I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But, like, put, like, reverb on it and shit. Oh, okay. So it's, like, there's this, like, weird atmospheric sort of thing going on. I mean, I don't know if you like reverb or not, dude, but <laughs> yeah, what am I, Nestlake? <laughs> I can do my Nestlake impression. <laughs> I bought this new tape recorder and I'm gonna run it through like this. I, I was gonna say but I think machine. it's better to just be <laughs> just bipedal. Yeah. My Nestlake impression is just go to the reverb app and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude. Have uh so like do you use any pedal speaking of which like do you or just straight distortion uh i use pedals yeah i like i can't do it as much because uh see holmes with three piece so like i gotta have to do a lot of chords and stuff kind of fill in that gap yeah which is is kind of a fun artistic challenge but also um makes me kind of sad so a lot of times when i record i add additional guitar parts but i the main thing I was trying to say there is I like making my guitar not sound like a guitar. I love oh, yeah. That. Like, I have my favorite pedal, which I wish I could use more for Seaholme, is a, is an organ pedal. So Ooh, it makes my guitar yeah. sound like an organ. So yeah. I'm an organizer. And it's fucking fun. I played through one of those before at, like, a music shop. It's fun. My favorite uh, tune that I've ever been able to get was recording um, Koopa Kid lead tone, where it was... 
my organ pedal, a shit ton of reverb and chorus, and then just like cranked my distortion and it just sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> and, but like I played like harmonics part. with it, so it was like I loved it. That oh, was that was like my I wish I could uh it's kinda it's I wish I could do that part live because it's just my favorite. I, I, I'm normally just like I always second guess everything I do. That was like one yeah. of the few times where I was like that's the tone I want, and yeah. I know that's the tone I want. Yeah, like that's the like when I record, like I generally what I can when I'm recording guitar, I use uh, pirated software. Mm-hmm. Like I just plug the guitar straight into there, and I have like really nice uh, called Amplitube, but mm-hmm. it's got a bunch of different amp modelers, and it's like it's so you can fine tune so much, like so many different amps, and then like different microphones, and then you can place the mics in the room and like put different room mics. It's crazy. You can get yeah. whatever tone you want. And then, but that's almost like too much because I never can decide on just like, okay, this is what I want it to be. Yeah. It's almost, it would almost be better if I was stuck just miking the amp, but I can't, obviously, I can't mic a guitar amp in here. I'm in an apartment complex, but it's, it's, it's fun. Yeah. It's just intimidating to like find the right tone. But like, luckily, like playing live, I love my amp i have like just like a little fender yeah. uh tube amp i have a lot of respect for musicians who just are like very good at finding what they want to sound like and can just do it like i saw yeah what's crazy to me is i saw cloud nothings live they're one of my favorite bands and just like their tone live was the exact same as it is on the album and it's just fucking massive yeah and he doesn't the the guitar player uh, or the lead one at least or not lead the the singer guy who plays guitar dylan baldy just doesn't use pedals i think he has a tuner pedal but yeah and like the secret to his tone just crank the volume on his amp (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i'll get that like that yeah tube breakup and it's fucking sick who is like the like the best sound is that what would you say is like that's the best live sounding band that you've heard or hmm that's a hard question to answer because why they pay me the big bucks because I go to a lot of shows, you may have yeah. realized. Um, I guess I am a little biased in saying Cloud Nothings because they're like probably a top three band for me. But they sounded massive, and it was wonderful. Mm. It was like so good. Um, trying to think if there's any others that I would say. What about maybe as far as like local bands? Yeah, I was, I was just about to say. As far as locals go, um, I think Mover Shaker does a great job of like just having like very dialed in, very large, like a good mix of just like kind of eclectic sounds. But they they also just work together really well. Yeah, yeah. I like I, I saw them at Bloodfest last year i think was when they played on the main stage and it just blew me away that was my first time seeing them and i'm like i get the hype i get it now yeah 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 they were pretty wild like i was listening to their set at uh sword fest because <coughs> mm-hmm. i was like in the other room doing the podcast or whatever and i was just like kind of listening to them and i was like oh they have like a lot of different sounds yeah a lot of different sounds going on nest lake i still haven't seen live which i've heard that they're pretty interesting yeah nest lake live is lose my voice and that's like live is awesome because um for people who don't know chandler has a couple pedals that he <laughs> and they just it's it's so great because like they have jack from uber shaker who plays yeah. bass, and she is like she it does a great job of filling in like she just has that massive fucking bass sound and then 
Alex Jean on drums is just does a great job of kind of just keeping things kind of like I don't, I don't I'm bad at describing music keeping things kind yeah, of airy yeah, yeah, yeah. and like yeah. loose but also just like really tight I guess yeah um, and then Chandler is very good at what he does with making his guitar sound and that's like would probably be top three I'd say with like oh yeah as far um, as like sounding I think also like, shortly too I'm a little biased because having Chris and Austin yeah play with me semi frequently but shortly is very good live and like it's crazy to like see shortly playing like the loving touch and just the entire room falls silent just like the dynamics are just insane. yeah yeah i noticed that at Bloodfest last year that they definitely and a lot of bands could take a cue from them too because it's just like oh hey luca <laughs> but like they're when you keep your tone so clean like that, yeah. like it's not like super overdriven, it's easier to get a good mix. Yeah. And I feel like they're focused way more on the mix and like letting uh, like the guitars work together yeah. and stuff. It, it's funny. Cause I was talking with Austin about just like, just kind of, I wanted his opinion on like playing in Seaholm Cause he um, shortly is like very quiet. I don't know if you've seen or listened to great expectations, but it's uh it's kind of like Owen meets Death Cab for Cutie, which oh, okay. I don't know. I, I don't. I hope I'm not insulted by that comparison. Yeah. But I, I think I think that means very good things. Oh yeah, like Matthew, but yeah. like uh, Death Cab. Yeah. yeah. Um. What was I think? Uh. But Austin, I I just kind of asked his opinion. He's like, it's fun playing at Seaholm because you could just kind of fuck around and be really loud and big. And he's like, when I play in shortly, I I can't even tune with like my pedal on because people will hear me hitting my strings. Like the, that's how crazy the dynamics are. Like, yeah, like, like that's how it is. in like at the loving touch, like a big place like that, people will hear him tuning his guitar. It's kind of insane that they can pull it off like that. Yeah. It, it kind of has to be like that for that like type of music to work. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, it has to be because it's when it's like, it's subdued and kind of quiet. Like it have to it has to have dynamics. Yeah. I feel like otherwise, I, I'm glad that I'm I'm glad that they are able to pull it off full band, having the dynamics so good. Because I I've seen um, Shirley play solo a few times as well, and like is very like powerful. I guess. Oh yeah. And so seeing it like full band, and I, you know, it's kind of a little worried that maybe they'd lose it a little and yeah, like, yeah. try like doing the cop out thing of like we're gonna get big but like they yeah. still did like a great job of keeping it i guess like, tight contained, yeah, yeah contained but yeah. Not, like full band making it big but also still keeping it dynamically just very good i gotcha there was a question i wanted to ask you because like uh i saw something there was an answer i wanted to provide <laughs> like somewhere <laughs> Seaholm, you had listed them as like a comedy emo yeah. act. And I like, I love, I'm a big comedy fan. I'm like trying to do stand up and like doing it poorly. And I was just curious, like, how, how much of that is tongue in cheek? Or like, do you actually try to make like comedy like a part of it? <laughs> a little bit of comedy, a little bit of comedy. <laughs> a little bit of both things. Uh, the com, I, I love. I don't know if this makes it harder for us to book when we're trying to take ourselves seriously, but I love having just like completely wrong descriptions for a band. Like for a while we had like saxophone trio. Oh <laughs> yeah. Okay. It was like stupid things like that, but I like having weird stage presence, I guess. Yeah. I, I definitely noticed that you like, you fuck around a lot. Yeah. You, you I guys don't know. definitely have fun. I don't know if people play. don't like us, but I, 
personally feel comfortable performing in front of people. I've always loved just kind of doing things to make people laugh, I guess. Because it yeah. kind of, I think it kind of, there's a lot of times like you're watching this intense band go up and like we, we're loud and we scream and I kind of don't want people to see that and just kind of feel drained watching it. I feel yeah, like we, yeah. we finish the song, relief, like we finish the song and like, hello everyone, we're home. I got cut from the basketball team in the fourth grade. It's <laughs> like five seconds of silence, just lo- like just to looking at the crowd. I feel like that kind of, yeah helps settle them down yeah um i don't know like there was one time in uh in high school i had to give a speech to like a bunch of classmates and i didn't want to (laughs) but i i still did it no it's fine i i think i was probably like fine with it i just i think it's the edgy thing to say i didn't want to but um i didn't know how to start it so i just like started off with a joke so i like it was like a formal thing too. So like everyone's dressed up in like suits and I go up there to give a speech to like a gymnasium full of students and like their parents. And I'm like, hello everyone. I'm so honored to be speaking with you today. Uh, I know this is a very stressful time in a lot of our lives as we look forward to uh, college and I'm kind of looking ahead towards the future. So I just wanted to start off with a joke. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> I was like, what do you get when you cross a snowman with a vampire frostbite? And just like silence oh, dude. <laughs> and i was like oh, it was silence dude. followed by just like the <laughs> <laughs> holy like, shit you got like, a slow clap from that like applause oh and i dude. was like i was like okay it worked <laughs> and so i i don't know i like doing shit like that i try um <laughs> i try to make seaholm and very Koopa dry kid, yeah i try to make seaholm and koopa kid feel different because, like, I'm the front man for both of those. Yeah. Um, front asshole, I guess. Uh, so, I guess, I guess, see home, I try to not take too seriously to go back to the original question. Yeah. Because yeah, it's, yeah. I don't know. I sometimes it gets kind of funny to me when these bands go up and take themselves super seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I love people sharing their art, and I think. Like there's a lot of serious imagery that people put in their music, and I yeah. think that's completely fair. But I, I don't know. I see a lot of the same things. I guess. Like yeah, I see a lot dude. of talented people, but I see them kind of once they finish the song, it's like the same thing. Like, thank you for, so much for coming out. Like, this yeah. next song is about like like a friend <laughs> who like went through an illness and I like supported them. Which yeah, dude, <laughs> that was yeah. a very dark example I went to. But yeah. I don't know. I just kind of I feel like. Like, I have songs with pretty dark topics, like, songs that pretty directly reference, like, contemplating suicide. Yeah. And I love introducing that song by singing happy birthday to someone in the band, even though it's never really their birthday. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know. I I like not taking things seriously. And then with uh, Koopa Kid, I pretty much try to rip off Alex G. Because I saw um, Alex G play... um, fest a couple years ago actually he's one of my favorite musicians and he just like seemed like such an asshole i loved it like (laughs) my favorite thing he did was like this next song is a cover from 1950s and then would play like his most popular song (laughs) and everyone Uh, in the crowd is what the fuck and like he would play entire songs just not looking at the crowd just his back face to them just like uh, doing the same like dance move over and over again so uh, i try to make yeah. koopa kid doing that Just kind being of a thing. weirdo kind of thing. yeah my friend described it as like see home is like goofy humor 
excuse me, Koopa Kid is like pissed off humor. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, I've seen both now. I feel pretty fucking special too. I should have saved my ticket stubs, but uh, <laughs> make a shrine of all the Pat Ray projects. Oh, that's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I kind of know what you mean about like not taking things too seriously, but like it's, it's hard because all the music that I play is... I'm super self-conscious and super like self-aware when it comes to that type of stuff. So, I, I describe it as just let the demon inside you just take over when you go up and play. Yeah, like I, so <laughs> the the topics are like so serious. Like I've never written a song that like it's been like anything but like serious. I feel like and it's always like this heavy shit. But so like I'll play it and it's like a super emotional experience for me to play it. And then I'll be done and I'll be like, oh, but I'm good. Like I'm here on stage. I'm having a good time. Yeah, it's like this weird like uh ambivalence where it's like i'm in between songs i'm just like is this awkward if i'm if i laugh are you guys feeling this too (laughs) like is it okay to laugh like i almost feel like i've put all this like heavy energy out there that it's almost weird to like try and get people to laugh yeah because it's like sometimes i will play a song and people like it'll be silent because it'll be like one of those like slow sort of like emotional things and then afterwards i'll be like well, <laughs> you guys catch the game last. Yeah, night? I got I got another one I could play. <laughs> uh, that got, one was about suicide. This next one's about the Detroit Lions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I got some shit. I'm gonna ask you about the Lions. I got a piss real fast though. Fuck yeah. Cool. I'll put them on speaker. <laughs> cool. Um, we we started recording again. So Mike, you're officially on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hello, everyone. We have been we've been talking about the famous Michael Higgins. Um, this is he, and he's joining us through speakerphone. Realistically, I'm probably going to hang up on him within the next thirty seconds because my arm will probably get tired. But <laughs> but we're here actually talking about you get a live action look. We're talking about a show we got booked tonight at the Blind Pig. Us Ooh. corresponding, trying to figure out. Uh, what are we trying to figure out? Well, before we get to that, Patrick, <laughs> let's first do an ad for Invite the Neighbors podcast. Okay. Podcast is sponsored by Zillow. Need okay. a house? <laughs> are you homeless? Go to Zillow. <laughs> All right. Bye, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I like Mike. how that we're doing a commercial for Invite the Neighbors podcast on the Invite the Neighbors podcast. He said he'd like to make some like radio ads for you where he just like does like the radio voice it's like sponsored by zillow we are at invite the neighbor <laughs> yeah dude i'll be down for that i was thinking about trying to actually get some sponsors yeah because like i have to pay like i don't know 30 bucks a month to keep this operation running because i have to like pay the hosting site and then i i pay like this 10 bucks a month for this boring but for like post-production to like to get the mm-hmm. volume level to where it's like the the standard loudness level right so I was going to maybe hit up like Ann Arbor t-shirt company or something and see if like, because I feel like bands will listen to this and be like, Oh, I could go print merch there or some shit. Yeah. That's if they'll pay me $30. VG kids and Ipsy. Who's that? VG kids and Ipsy. Who's that? Uh, it's a printing company. They make shirts. They're a pretty good space. Is that where you, is that what you use? Uh, I typically go through some friends who have, um, printing stuff, but I've used VG kids before and they, I liked their stuff a lot. Oh, okay. Pretty reasonable. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, seemed nice enough from when I worked with them. Yeah, 
I need to get some merch made. I got a bunch of shows coming up thanks to you guys. Yeah. And 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 uh, this is um giving a behind the scenes look at how being a musician is like. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and and also thanks to uh like seventeen year old Mark Bosch or uh I, I feel like that kid's like young as shit, dude. He's twenty one. I know he's twenty one, but he he's got he's got a baby face. <laughs> and he's got that long Mark, long if you're hair. listening, we're sorry. <laughs> yeah. Mark Mark knows he's my little boy. I, I like I told uh I didn't tell him this, but I feel like I'm gonna adopt him. Just in general. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for no adopt reason. him. He was like well he was talking about he doesn't have anywhere to live. And he was like looking for a place to, I mean, he's not homeless, right. but he wasn't sure where he's going to live. Oh, that's why I was going to offer to just adopt him because like I have a full-time job. Yeah. You know, I'm an adult. I can just take him, him under your wing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I've got to offer him shelter, companionship. Um, Mark, if you're listening. <laughs> Mark, if you're listening, come home. Come home. Please. <laughs> Stop you. joining so many bands. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's the way to do it. <laughs> Join as many bands as you can physically handle. Yeah, and then hopefully one gets famous. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, dude, I need. To I plan on joining Dogleg as soon as they let me. Yeah, you should, dude. They're taking off. Island Records, acapella. Hey Hold Chase, on. if you're listening, please, <laughs> <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah, I keep telling people, I, this is like another advertisement for myself that i want to play guitar like i want to play more guitars and more bands i'm just waiting for the one day when people are someone will hit me up be like Come play you gotta guitar. be a drummer yeah if I know, you were right? a drummer you would have you'd be in 20 bands right now yeah i know that's that's fucking true that's just because no one knows how fucking awesome at guitar i am though. right yeah yeah they just need to see me like shred I'll, what i need to do is put like a video of me doing eruption like van halen you should play american football like, oh yeah the sport <laughs> not like ding, the ding play never meant and then see what people say i can play the the bell part at the beginning of lp3 but just the first part where it's just the one bell over yeah yeah just the two i can do i can go that far can i use my public platform right now to share yeah. my opinions on american football yes please in order from best to worst their releases go lp3 the ep lp2 and lp1 okay LP one is their worst album. Yeah, I think so too. I haven't listened. Yes, to the, I haven't listened. Thank to, you. I haven't listened to the EP, but I I think three is the best. The EP is good. The reason I rank it so highly is because the one with the tambourine is on there, and that's probably their best song in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's three. Like I don't even know. I think maybe front to back, I might might like two more. Like as far as like album quality for like yeah. front to back but three has the my favorite songs yeah i think and like the the lyrics on three are so fucking good They're so sad like, yeah like the one mike like, and Sella, who hurt you yeah like like oh the muscle memory it must take to get to to love someone like me or some something to that effect yeah. like oh you must be so used to me to, to actually tolerate me i'm like oh dude that's so sad but <sighs> like so Kinsella. relatable mike Kinsella, if you're listening please come home <laughs> please come home <laughs> Wow, I have a cat on me. Literally every podcast, dude. I love this. Hi, Luca Bear. Kitty. Yep. What kind of Pokemon is that? Uh, that is a Bulbasaur. Fuck to Charmander. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, kind of running out of uh, questions. I forgot to say that you were uh, going to be here and ask for user questions or listener questions user questions listener questions 
but honestly a lot of times when people like listeners post questions it's just bullshit like pat ray who's your favorite dog leg or whatever you know <laughs> uh probably the right one <laughs> uh, i would probably say the european dog leg <laughs> probably the right dog leg maybe the left one is a close second yeah they were telling me like that there's another dog leg like over in like europe or something really yeah like alex was saying like when he first started naming the band after like a bear vs shark lyric he uh he looked online and there's another dog leg and it was like in another country and he figured like they weren't they didn't really release a whole lot so they could like safely that's have fair. the same name that's funny we just share a name with a high school see home yeah <laughs> i was gonna ask you what the hell that is um our our old bassist who's since moved to texas because he's an adult um is named connor home c oh okay ironically we picked that name when he wasn't in the band he was working a job for a summer in california and so he was gone and we were like let's name the band after him so he said he was at i think legoland and he just like checked his phone was like oh i guess we've changed the band name (laughs) that's sweet yeah imagine like you get off like a roller coaster and it's like oh my band has changed name to be named after me wow yeah i don't bj <laughs> would it be mine <laughs> like brian jarrett yeah i feel like they would, it would have to be like some derivative of bj yeah i feel like i don't see any way bj could be used i there's nothing in popular culture <laughs> nothing in popular culture but as as i stated earlier i am a virgin waiting for my second marriage how are you working on the, how's the first one coming along not good <laughs> not good I, I thought she was so long but yeah i mean delivering pizzas for a living dude it's not really coding pizzas for a living yeah i'm just gonna keep like degrading it worse and worse next next time i mention it, it's just like you're you're gonna be like sometimes i feel make boxes you put the boxes together Sometimes like I feel bad when people are like, I'm like, yeah, we're for Dom. I was like, yeah, me too. Like, what store? I'm like, uh, the one in Ann Arbor. Because <laughs> I, I don't want to sound like a dick. Like, you, I don't work at the store. Yeah. I work at corporate. Yeah. I feel, right. like, I feel like an asshole. Just being like, oh, that's desk job. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you code? Like, do you like work for their website or something? Or. Um, I don't understand how technology works. So, uh, this has become an official ad for Domino's Pizza. Uh, Domino's is a tech company that sells pizza. Wow, that's what they call themselves. Which, really? Yeah, which is kind of funny, but also pretty true. Like, there's like 600 IT employees alone because um, they make a lot of their technology like in house. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So like, it's those like cars and shit. They don't make the cars, but they design like the self-driving delivery stuff. So it's it's pretty cool um, because it's like I don't know. It is kind of funny to hear people talking about like this like intense computer science of like oh we need to figure out like the data structure that we need to use in order to uh, model um, all the all the data that we're getting and then figure out the algorithm that we can use in order to sort it for our database. Like damn, like finally being able to use what i learned in college and then like thinking that and then simultaneously they're like yeah this will really help us figure out how to put like extra sausage on that pizza (laughs) 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 fucking stupid (laughs) (laughs) holy shit (laughs) there there was one time i was talking to uh chandler of nest lake and he was like he was like having an identity crisis or something he's like yeah you know like 
I spent four hours today at work just like explaining how grammar works because he's he's a teacher. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I was explaining like grammar and like and just like I felt so worthless. And I'm like Chandler, you are a teacher. Yeah, dude. <laughs> to me, <laughs> to me, success is making people buy pizza. <laughs> yeah, right. That I mean. Success is fucking lining your wallets, dude. We're in a fucking capitalist society. Bro. Yo, honestly, how else could I? Uh, how else could I afford two marriages? <laughs> right? Yeah, because that first one is gonna clean you out. Yeah, I didn't sign the prenup. Yeah, you're so. sign the prenup, dude. That's so it was not romantic. Last forever. Yeah, yeah. That's that's not romantic at all. Mm. Yeah, I know what you mean though. Like I sometimes I do that too. Like my job, fucking. I've been trying to get out of it so much. I work for CPS, mm-hmm. and like people are constantly not constantly but people always tell me like oh that's such a good thing but it's like i've been doing it for two years and i like the the novelty of like doing a good thing is is <laughs> long gone dude. <laughs> now it's just it's just pushing paper around and like knocking on people's doors and be like hey are you beating your kids not to sound yeah. cold and heartless about it but like i've seen it all at this point where it's just like oh the worst day of your life is like my tuesday sometimes yeah you know and it's just like oh but like i it's it's weird to look at it that way, but I just see it as something that pays the bill, so I can do all these things, all yeah. these like selfish, like artsy things. Like, oh yeah, child protective services, whatever. I'm gonna go play a show. <laughs> yeah, seriously, like I will. I see. I know what you mean, though. That's yeah, kind of that is wild. Literally, days where I'm like, uh, I have like two monitors at work. One of them is like entering notes about some crazy family shit, and then the other one is like I'm messaging people trying to book shows. <laughs> like. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm the same, but hopefully my, my supervisor doesn't hear this. I'm the same, but my left monitor is usually like pizza related. <laughs> <laughs> pizza, dude. It's like it's all equates to money somehow. It's not like I have like this insane passion for, uh, like child welfare or something. Not that I'm against child welfare, you know. <laughs> this is an anti-kids podcast, right? <laughs> but it's not. It's definitely not my calling. Like I'm glad I get to help people. Yeah, it, it's cool. But like, if I had to do this forever, oh my god, dude, I would, I'd, I'd be miserable. Like I said before, you like, lose your, you lose your uh, emotional strength pretty quickly. Yeah, I think, or just gain a lot of it and just be cold. <laughs> I think that it's it kind of move in that direction. Yeah, like I wasn't really ever the type of person it's weird like i get really emotional about my own life Mm -hmm. but i have empathy in a weird way where like i have empathy like if someone's having a bad time right in front of me i can sense it Mm -hmm. a ton and it bothers the shit out of me like if someone around me is 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 feeling weird that bothers me big time but like major things don't really affect me so like if some like really bad like tragic thing is going on like it doesn't affect me to the point where it's like i can't do my job yeah you know i'll just be like i just i see it in more like calculated terms like okay oh this is what it is and like this is what i gotta do and i don't like take it home and stay sad about it whereas like a lot of people that have like complete breakdowns like the burnout burnout rate is so high i would imagine oh yeah i hear horror stories of similar things from like suicide hotline kind of people oh my god dude that would be imagine that being 10 times worse like <laughs> i don't know god like self-care man that's what the, that's what they always yeah. preach holy shit that would be, be wild but yeah but then there's people that's really funny about it like there's misconceptions about the job mm-hmm. where like some people literally think we get paid to remove kids like like we get paid like per child <laughs> like there's like this this 
myth that we get like a thousand dollars if we remove a kid and like i always thought like whoever spread that like what the fuck was that where did that such a sad rumor i know i'm like if that were true dangerous yeah I'm like if that were true i would literally like drive a school bus and i would just be like all right (laughs) come on candy we're going to chase bank we're going to Chuck E. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, no, it just pays the bills out. State job. You know, yeah. it, it does what it does. Um, But yeah, so before I'll probably wrap it up because I got to get going here in a bit. Sure. And you probably got a show, right? Yeah. Okay. I always have a show most nights. Yeah. yeah. Um, I counted. I think we have like 46 shows from now through November that we're working on booking. Really? That's so sick. Just make sure you fucking get mine done. Okay. <laughs> we got you i did this for you man but no uh is there uh i mean i really do appreciate all the work that you guys do though it's like it definitely benefits like i said me. it's a cult yeah it's a cult yeah just let me know where i need to put like uh my blood yeah blood offering that's I'm, fine yeah. i'm happy to do that i usually keep a few in my freezer yeah that's um, fine. same it usually yeah i keep your blood in my freezer too <laughs> oh shit that's why my face was so white this morning yeah i know it's weird that's <laughs> pays the bills though (laughs) (laughs) but uh was there anything that like you wanted to uh to plug while you're here like as far as like your bands anything coming out or like particular shows you got coming Uh, up because this will come out on monday this will come out this monday yeah let me see we got some got some things i can promote let me me, as i pull up our calendar uh, i guess i can uh say hello if you made it this far, I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how you've made it this far. Um, yeah, I've been at it for five hours. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> yeah, we're just. This is cut down to like. <laughs> yeah, we're entering hour eight right it's, now. <laughs> it's two a.m. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm Pat. I play a lot of music. You uh, probably also can tell I work at Domino's. You call that music, huh? Nah, I make noise. Um, there you go. The main two projects I write for are called Seaholm and Koopa Kid, rocking and rolling, playing lots of shows. Um, let's see, anything I should say about them? I don't know. Like I said, I was kind of, I always feel weird self-promoting, I guess. Yeah. But it's kind of funny, though, because I can, I feel like I can self-promote out of this world, though, because it's helping other people out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. When I talk about, like, yo, check out my band. It's Dude, like, it's, it's always such a weird feeling, such a weird feeling. Yeah. I'll be, like, literally at a show like on stage and i still feel weird about like promoting oh there's so many times i get off stage i'm like did i even say my band name yeah (laughs) yeah it's weird hello we were swordfish uh um let's see tonight we have a sick show so i'm kind of sad that can't plug that one but uh all right our upcoming shows for out of this world booking outta o-u-t-t-a this world booking uh next wednesday oh self-promotion i'm actually playing that one uh, there's a, a really good touring act called Brewster coming through from, I think, New Jersey, uh, playing an acoustic show at a, uh, a venue in Ann Arbor called The Co-op. Um, and then that Friday, <laughs> oh, look, I'm playing, though. <laughs> I promise it's not all like this. These were yeah. shows that I was booking for people I knew, and I kind of was just like, for those of you who don't know, which if you're listening to this, you probably know me, so you probably know this, but... Uh, see home kind of took a short break so i was booking shows for me in the summer um yeah but then uh the 26th got a show over in detroit at donovan's pub um touring acts are the safest ledge and have a good season 
Um, but we're also going to be rocking and rolling with former critics and Labor Day weekend. Uh, and then I'll I'll plug one more just because it's also next week. Um, at the Dragon's Den, we are welcoming touring acts When Autumn Calls and The Weekdays. Um, I haven't seen When Autumn Calls, but I've seen The Weekdays and I know they're fucking great. Um, supported by local musicians Andrew Doria and Normal Park. Um, got lots of shows. Um, I hope if you are listening, you were inspired by what I have said, or at least don't hate me enough that you wouldn't mind going to a show eventually. What is the music that they play at in in those like adopt a dog commercials where they like they really want to convince you? I to, just like, immediately thought of a whole new. World. <laughs> I don't think that's it. no. It's a little too upbeat. Something Sarah McLaughlin. Hi. I'm Patrick Ray. A lot of you may not know this, but a musician dies every hour if you don't book their band. <laughs> I am here to help solve that. By coming to an out-of-this-world booking show near you, you can save a musician's life. Most musicians don't even live past the age of 23. Because they cannot stand all the Taylor Swift jokes. And also, nobody likes you when you're 23. I don't know how it ended up as a Blink-182 joke, but... <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's the happened. best way Well, we started it. with Blink-182 jokes, with the Skiba thing. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, so I think that's a good... That's. I feel like it's a good full circle a good wrap. to wrap it up. Yeah, and divorce. Well, this has been... He's going to say it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Out of this world. Oh, no. You're canceled. <laughs> hey, rate and review the podcast. Seriously, I need somebody to rate and review this on iTunes. Like, please, this, that's a thing. Fucking do that, please. No one's done it. You all listen to this. I provide you a service. I'm, I am your father. Okay, I am the father of DIY nationwide. And what I need you to do is go to iTunes iTunes.com. Review the podcast. Click review. Thank Click you so review. Much. Like Google and share, Play. Subscribe. Rate. Review. Five stars. If you're not going to give me five stars, then don't do anything. <laughs> but, but please, honestly, that makes it the more. If I get a bunch of people reviewing, like I have had a ton of people listen to this. So if you guys all, half of you guys rated and reviewed, it would show up. It shows up on the iTunes directory uh, more. And I'm not using syntax very well. But it. It, it it does and then i have the that's something i can show to potential advertisers and then i can stop paying to have to do this podcast i would love to get paid just enough to keep it running and i would love to, to get paid to maybe buy cat food and things like that so it is a cute cat yeah and her sister's her sister died because i couldn't no i'm just joking <laughs> jesus <laughs> no <laughs> Wait, we can't end it on that. No, no. Well, uh, something cats, funny. Cats die every day. We need something funny. They have nine lives, though. Ah, <laughs> she's on number two. Everything's fine. Everything's okay. I'm not, but okay. We're good.